Welcome back to Revelation On Demand Podcast, a podcast dedicated to bringing you revelation from the Bible. I'm your host, Justin D. Myers, and I'm re- I'm joined again by the returning Mr. Chris Hess. How you doing, buddy? It's been a little bit since you've been here. Hey, I'm doing good, sir. I'm I'm glad to be back. I had to reach back out to him because I, I had gone incognito or missing for a little while. And I was like, well, I, you know, I, I can't leave this set aside. Uh, that wasn't any of my intentions. So I, I haven't been able to catch up in the last two episodes in which I missed. So if he did say anything saying that, you know, Chris is gone for good, uh, blame him for that because I never told him that. <laughs> nope. Nope. I, uh, I very much said uh, we're going to continue on with this with or without you, but we were hoping and praying uh, that you'd come back. So that, that, if you listen to the podcast, you'd know that. <laughs> I've been a little yeah. busy. Yeah. Uh, oh. That's all right. Why would I have to listen to it again? No. Yeah. Okay. Oh, right. this you were the first time. <laughs> yeah. I remember everything clearly, especially about all the random stuff we talk about in between of like, you know, the points of actually, you know, describing what this scripture is meant to, you know, reflect on our own lives. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're glad to have you back. I'm I'm glad to hear that you know things are going a lot better in your life now, and uh, hopefully, we'll just continue on with this as we plan to do. I think I talked a little bit before that I, I was wanting to go into. Uh, oh gosh, it's blanking on me. Sixty-six chapters, Isaiah. I was just thinking we'd go into Isaiah and start digging around in there, and of course, I I told. The audience, you know, if we do this chapter by chapter, just straight through, that's 66 episodes, and that would be, you know, at our publishing schedule, that'd be like two and a half years worth of podcasts. So, um, you know, that could be that could be where our podcast is for the next two and a half years. Uh, I like it. I, I also said, I also said we could probably like break it into three sections. You know, do do 22 chapters and then go off and do something else for a little bit and come back to the second you know we could break it up into seasons make it a little bit better maybe uh but i i told everyone you know we'll get as we go into the isaiah we'll see if there's any feedback on people saying you know i love isaiah but maybe we can do something else while we're you know for a little bit but we'll see we'll get there right we gotta we gotta shake things up like one of those um like you know like a japanese anime you know we gotta have filler episodes (laughs) Well, you know, to mention that we also have our, our special episodes that uh, we we have our Easter one, we have our Christmas one. Uh, then then every now and then, if I'm lucky and if I reach out to the right people, we can get uh, interview ones. So we can shake it up that way, and maybe with the with the record with the interview episodes, I like to release those as bonus episodes so that you're getting that on top of our regular publishing schedule. But then we have our special episodes, Easter and Christmas. And maybe there's another holiday I can think of that's important to Christians and spirituality that we could we could start covering as well. Yes. Yeah. Like your birthday. Yes, my birthday is very or or for fact I think we missed it this year. The birthday of the podcast actually wanted to address that real quick. I'm pretty sure uh we missed our birthday. Oh. Yeah. So happy second birthday, Revelation on Demand. I, I you know, I'll double check that, but uh Yeah, sorry sure I was late to the party, it was con traffic. Well, I don't know if it was one of the episodes that you were gone on. Um me? 
yeah, I, I don't know if it was one of those episodes or if, because remember when we first started out, it was like one episode a month. So we have that weird lag in the front of our show where we don't have it. The regular, we don't have that every other week schedule. So if I take hmm. a quick look right here, yeah, this is a wonderful thing to do live. <laughs> our first our first episode was released yes may 16th 2020 so we messed we missed our second birthday episode <laughs> and he meant to say we messed that up but also meant to correct himself by saying you messed that up being me no. well i don't know about that because may 20th oh that would have been last month yeah so it would have been our amos 7 which again would have been on me and you weren't here so i blame you <laughs> Done deal. <laughs> Done deal. Okay, I'm out now. <laughs> so we need to get going with uh this episode today. And it's yeah. actually um I it's one of those things that um how would you best describe what style of writing this is? I would still call this uh the prophet literature. This is this is Amos talking uh it, very much to the people of Israel. And as we'll see in this, this, this is where he goes more into the end times language. And he talks about a time has come. This is his wrap up summary, you know, chapter. So this is, this is him, you know, kind of bringing all the points back together and saying, this is why this is happening. This is, you know, God who's doing this. This is what's going to happen to you. As we've seen last time, or if, for those who listen, uh, we were talking about the pride of Jacob and how Israel was ripe for harvest in the time of judgment had come. So we, we see that this, this episode or this, this chapter, excuse me, this chapter is all going to be all about talking about when, when that's going to happen and how that's going to happen. So we'll see here that again, this is probably why Amos isn't studied so much because it's very hard, you know, uh, damning, words that he uses to talk about Israel and it's just not always pleasant to listen to but uh, there's a lot I think we can learn from this so this is his fifth vision report so there's been several vision reports throughout all of Amos and this is the fifth and final and he will use uh, figures of speech that are punctuated by hymns and, and the figures of speech are to help us understand what he's trying to say or, or the people of Israel and uh, then the hymns are to remind everyone that, you know, this is God who's doing this. This isn't, this isn't some, you know, lower deity or he's not cursing these people. This is God's, you know, prerogative. He's the one who's doing all this. He is the high and holy one and he has the right to do this sort of thing. Yeah, full disclosure too. Um, we when we drop stuff like saying, um, and I, I go over this every handful of episodes. When we say like lower deities or use uh, terms that are more traditional, like daemon for spirit or um, even an angel, uh, it's you know that's got to be taken into perspective of like where and what we're talking about. <laughs> so when he says lower deity, you know, obviously to Christianity. By default, that does not mean that it is a god or anything of an equivalent power of yeah. uh, what would be even considered good 90% of the time. Yeah. Uh, and that's up for debate between us, too, sometimes, where we're like, 
you know, hey, but some of these cultures, you know, like they represent this and maybe that could be God in disguise or maybe that soul intent could be a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we it's up for debate. Always is. And not, I shouldn't say not necessarily between us because we tend to agree on most things. Yeah. But you'll run into that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And now if you take the time and place of when Amos is talking about uh, just refreshing my memory here with Israel having all this conflict that it was and being a tainted state, so to speak, with all the surrounding countries, a lot of their spirituality was shifting into a mess. It just was, you know, yeah. not just Judaism, but a multitude of, you know, polytheistic views. That mm-hmm. tends to be a, reoc- a recurring theme, not only throughout the Bible, but throughout history. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And we go over that a lot. We've gone over Egypt. We've gone over Rome. We've gone over specific leaders that were at, at war, even with Egypt and Greece and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Greece into Rome. <laughs> it just yeah. never ends. Yeah. And I think I think even today, we go through these same these same patterns and cycles and it depends on what scale you're looking at as you know if you look at all of america it was a very god-fearing country not even 20 years ago and now it seems like the country could care less for for having god involved in any of its decision making and then you know us as individuals we can go through periods where we feel closer to god and we feel like we're blessed by him and that you know we're doing everything right and and you know everything's on the up and up and then we can feel like we're on the outs and and we're struggling with sin and or we can even find ourselves apostatized at times you know it's just this this sort of pattern that we see Israel go through is something that we can sympathize with. It's not something that's impossible for believers to do. You know, we can we can be wrong in what we're thinking and and fall down and stumble and and make bad decisions and and you know turn away from God, or we can make good decisions and turn towards God. So. Yeah. I think there's a lot we can take from this and a lot we can take from this whole study in Amos. Absolutely. Yeah. No arguing with that. No questioning with that, at least from my side. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So why don't we go ahead and dive into this today? This is the last episode of Amos yep. and uh, I'm back. So I'll be reading it. Thank you. <laughs> All right. I saw the Lord standing by the altar, and he said, Strike the top of the pillars, so that the thresholds shake. Bring them down on the heads of all the people. Those who are left I will kill with the sword. Not one will get away. None will escape. Though they dig down to the depths below, from there my hand will take them. Though they climb up to the heavens above, from there I will bring them down. Though they hide themselves on top of the caramel, there I will hunt them down and seize them. Though they hide from my eyes at the bottom of the sea, there I will command the serpent to bite them. Though they are driven into exile by their enemies, there I will command the sword to slay them. I will keep my eye on them for harm and not for good. The Lord, the Lord Almighty, he touches the earth and it melts 
and all who live in it mourn. The whole land rises like the Nile, then sinks like the river of Egypt. He builds his lofty palace in the heavens and sets its foundation on the earth. He calls for the waters of the sea and pours them out over the face of the land. The Lord is his name. Are you not Israelites? The same to me as the Kushites? Yep. Declares the Lord. Are you not Israelites? The same to me as the Kushites, declares the Lord. Did I not bring Israel up from Egypt, the Philistines from Kaphtor, and the uh, Arameans from Kir? Okay, let me try to read that again. (laughs) (laughs) Did I not bring Israel up from Egypt, the Philistines from Kaphtor, and the Arameans from Kir? Yes, that's, that's and that's phrases a question. I, I I know I don't do that punctuation <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah. So right there at the beginning, it talks about him standing next to an altar. It doesn't say what altar, so uh, there's a little bit. Of, he could be standing next to his altar in heaven in the great throne room, which all tabernacles and temples were supposed to be modeled after. He could be standing next to the altars of the, you know, fallen. Israelites about ready to you know smite them for their 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 folly or he could be standing next to any of the altars to any of the other gods from any of the other kingdoms ready to bring down this mighty justice so it doesn't really tell us what altar he's standing next to it could just be symbolic and in a way that could fit into anyone's mind at the time so you know we could see him what we're supposed to see is that he's standing there ready to bring down this destruction on Israel in, in uh, unbelieving countries that have done terrible things. So this is, this is very much kind of a judgment scene. Uh, So, you know, like, you know, when your kids, okay, this is going to, this is a controversial (laughs) statement, but let's say you, uh, you had the ability to, um, let's say you're, you're, uh, your your son, let's just for example, if I had a son mm-hmm. and he became a teenager, and let's say it was socially acceptable to still spank your son as a teenager, when all teenagers kind of deserve that, you know, when they end up a bad teenager, you know, mm-hmm. Lord's gonna spank you. I mean, I'm I'm gonna spank my son. You know, I don't have a son. Uh, let's <laughs> just back that up a minute. But you know, this is a like he said, this is a fallen Israel. Mm. This is. Not what we're talking about. I, mean, I had to go over this a few times. It's not modern day. We're not even going to touch the Palestine versus Israel, <laughs> social politics, blah. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about, you know, if, if in within the kingdom of God, there was poison. Within the kingdom of God, there was crime. Would you not take care of it? Would you not bring down justice upon whatever the heck is going on there? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So this is this is his judgment, and then uh, we were talking about this turn of phrase that uh, Amos uses, and it was he's he spread it out several places in here. Talks about you know striking the tops of the pillars, and then you know bringing uh, down to the thresholds, and then he also says you know they dig down to the depths below or try to climb to the heavens above. 
or they try and hide at the top of Carmel, which was a mountain back then, which is one of the tallest mountains in the Mediterranean area, or they try and hide at the bottom of the sea. So he's very much saying it doesn't matter where you are in this world, where you try to hide, where you try to get God is, is going to find them. You know, this is kind of like a head to toe, like top to bottom sort of he's, he's going through and he's finding everyone who, who deserves this punishment. So, so we need to talk a little bit about how, uh, Israelites would have seen the world as, uh, as a whole right now. Most, most, most people today would say that we live on a spherical planet orbiting a spherical sun in a solar system sort of thing. Right. So most people agree with that. That's how they see the, the physical makeup of the world. Now, if we turn back time and we go to Israel, they would see the physical makeup of the world as the earth being a realm in the waters of the oceans, the seas sort of thing. And then there'd be this dome because if you look around outside, it kind of looks like a dome, which kind of, you know, yeah, we know we today is the curvature. And- <laughs> yeah, which we know today is just the curvature of the Earth and the atmosphere that creates that dome-like shape. And so they think that the Earth is resting in the water with this dome of water and a firmament over it. So it's kind of like a, a eco dome sort of thing. Only think of it like at the bottom of the ocean. And then the earth sits on the pillars, which is what I was talking about, that go all the way down to the foundations in the water. And then on those foundations, there's the foundations that hold the firmament. And then beyond the firmament in the waters above, which is, you know, the water on the other side of what looks like the sky is where heaven is. Heaven's on the top side of that above that. So then the stars are all, shown in the firmament so that's that's kind of how they understood the world to work back then in general there was people who started already discovering the planets and in orbits and stuff like that but for on the general that's how everyone thought the world was so yeah like the shark tunnel at the aquarium i mean same basic thing yeah 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 so this is this is what you got you got to take your mindset back to when when you're thinking about how the ancient Israelites would would hear this. So if he's talking about you know the the pillars, which would be those pillars that hold the very earth up in the the waters below, and then talks about you know climbing the the top of the heavens or or to the bottom of the sea. It's it, people trying to escape the the area sort of thing for that you know they have a guilty conscience they know what they're doing they're trying to hide they're trying to get away so and then i don't know if it mentions it here but it talks about sheol somewhere in here and uh for those who don't know sheol is the underworld we've referred to it as the grave before uh we talked a lot about it back in revelation where we were talking a lot about the different places the different uh yeah. spiritual areas so the sheol is this underworld area that uh would be the place where all souls go when they die sort of thing especially at this time when there is no uh there's no salvation in christ so all everyone would go to sheol when they die and uh 
this this would be the waiting area that people would would go to until the time of Christ coming. So, Wait, oh, and uh, by the way, if you ever heard the heard, if you've ever heard the term purgatory, that is a completely different concept. Oh yeah, no, purgatory is is a concept which uh, Dante from the fame of Dante's Inferno goes over quite quite well. Purgatory is an idea of a space between heaven and hell that you can atone for your terrible ways in life to make it into heaven. So or press the elevator button for the way down. But yeah. Yeah. So uh and actually I think the way Dante describes it, and I'm not sure if this is right to what uh, the Catholics who believe in this believe, but you either go to hell or purgatory when you die instead of, uh, well, personally, from my study, I believe that we all go to the grave when we die. And then at that point, uh, if we are in Christ, that's when we get admittance into heaven. So, I mean, there's some people who think, that the grave is still holding everything and that when the final days comes, that will open up and create and go into the heavens at that point. But from what I understand, when Jesus died and went down to Sheol to free the souls of like, you know, Abraham, David, those guys who were righteous in the eyes of the Lord, but not perfect. When, when he went down to free those guys, I think at that point, that's when the grave lost its hold. Now, everyone who's not in Christ probably is still in that area. And uh, I've talked a little bit about how I don't believe hell exists yet. I believe hell is this, this place that is void of God. And I don't think right now there is any places that are void of God. I think that happens in the final recreation where God creates this area where you know they're cut off from him. And that is what we refer to as hell. So I am the hell's not yet camp. Um, but hell's yeah. not yet camp. I like that. <laughs> so. I'm the y'all don't all get to go into heaven type of guy. And I mean, I mean that sincerely. There's just yeah. some, we've had so many moral discussions on this. And we went over this like a year and a half ago. That's why we're catching up with each other right now. But anyway, so ultimately, yes. So I think what you're talking about more specifically is it will climb up to the heavens above. From there, I will bring them down. Mm. And yes, so from there, my hand will take them. It's yeah. more specifically what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is kind of the overview of most of that. And then he's he's talking about how they're he's he's literally comparing the Israelites to you know everyone around them, uh, and then saying you know like did I not bring up these non like Israelites into into these other areas like he's he's literally comparing them and this is not a good thing like he 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 started all this Israel thing when he took them out of Egypt and saying, you are my set apart people. You are not supposed to be like the people around you. You're not supposed to be like other countries. He literally walked them around 40 days in the de- or you know, 40 days in the desert and then 40 years in the desert to say, you are not supposed to be like everyone else. 
and now he's comparing them to everyone else. So that's that's kind of where God is with them at this point. Like, hey, hey, you guys are acting just like everyone else. So um, since yeah. you are held to a higher standard, you are going to be punished for this. So when you're supposed to set a role example for yeah, themselves, yeah. and I'm not talking about when I, when Chris acts immature for five minutes because he does even know better and he still deliberately does it. Which <laughs> I probably, you know, I probably need to get talking to about this. Really <laughs> um, this is something that is ingrained into the very soil and in the divinity of what Israel is. Mm-hmm. And that as Christians, we still believe that to be true. Yeah. Yeah. So on that, we see that these people, you know, agreed to this. They agreed to being God's people. So they, this, this, the wrath that's about to come, the, the punishment that's about to come down on them is not just God being cruel and trying and, you know, being malevolent. This is him, you know, performing justice. And we see, we see that there is going to be a hope in this new, in this last section here. We'll we'll talk about the remnant that we've mentioned a little bit uh, back, clear back in Amos three or four, where we were talking about it's not a, like a hopeful remnant. It's kind of a remnant that's supposed to be there as a warning sign. But we'll see that God can't completely destroy all of Israel. He has to still bring about the 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 line of David, which would be uh, Christ. So. Yes, and we go over that. We've already gone over that in future uh, editions and books in the Bible, as well as because we started from the very end in Revelation of what how important the line of David is. With um, you know, we talked about that the lion and lamb, even that song, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, you can go back and review some of that if you're if you're here clicking on Revelation on demand. You're like these guys are okay, but I wanted to hear more about Revelation. Well, we went over it. <laughs> About, uh, you know, a year and a half ago. Two years ago. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, definitely check out those episodes. It's very amateur. We aren't as hashy. We're more like um, very awkward. But, you know, if you want to hear more on our take of it, you can definitely check those episodes out. Mm -hmm. Why don't we go ahead and go into the the last section for today, which is the second half of this. It's going to take me about as much time to read it, folks. We're only only about 20 minutes in, so, uh, (laughs) you know, (laughs) grab the popcorn, whatever you got to do. You need to take a break (laughs) now. No breaks allowed. No, and and I'm I'm the worst (laughs) at that. Uh. Alrighty, so why don't we go ahead and read the rest of the scripture for today. All right. Surely the eyes of the sovereign Lord are on the sinful kingdom. I will destroy it from the face of the earth. Yet I will not totally destroy the descendants of Jacob, which we've gone over a couple episodes ago, declares the Lord. For I will give the command, and I will shake the people of Israel among all the nations. As grain is shaken in a sieve, and not a pebble will reach the ground. All the sinners among my people will die by the sword. All those who say disaster will not overtake or meet us. Well, that is. (laughs) Sorry, I read that wrong. All those who say they'll die by the sword. Disaster will not overtake or meet us. Anyone who says that? All right. I'm good. There's a little bit more. 
In that day, I will restore David's fallen shelter. I will repair its broken walls and restore its ruins, and will rebuild it as it used to be, so that they may possess the remnant of Edom and all the nations that bear my name, declares the Lord, who will do these things. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when the reaper will be overtaken by the plowman and the planter by the treading grapes. The new wine will drip from the mountains and flow from all the hills, and I will bring my people, Israel, back from exile. Excuse me. They will rebuild the ruined cities, and I will live in them. They will plant vineyards and drink their wine. They will make gardens and eat their fruit. I will plant Israel in their own land, never again to be uprooted from the land I have given them, says the Lord your God. Yay, a shine of hope. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Wow. It's just like after, after him being so like dark and brooding and, you know, like, you guys are going to get it sort of old manness. Like there's, there's a shine. There's a beacon of hope at the end of, of Amos and that, that, that makes me feel a lot better. Uh, I don't know about you, but uh, just after. Yeah. I wasn't falling asleep there. No, (laughs) no. I was stumbling a bit because I'm like, wow, it just keeps digging, digging, (laughs) digging, digging. Okay. I'm getting used to this digging. Oh, whoa. We got something good out of this. Yeah. Good man. That, that's 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 what I really liked about Amos is that you know for as brutal as he is talking about Israel and what they've done and how they're going to get what they deserve, it does end with a note of hope where he says you know this remnant will be here and the line of David will bring our set excuse me savior which we know is Jesus the son of God. And uh, it was just nice to have this kind of uplifting note at the end of Amos where we're not just talking about damnation and destruction and, you know, chaos sort of things We're we're, we're being pointed back towards the truth, the light, the way that, you know, in right here at the end, he's talking about the recreation. He's talking about the revelation story, the, the recreation right. of everything that is good at the end times. And we see that he's talking about, you know, they will make vineyards and drink wine and gardens and eat fruit. And he will plant Israel in their own land, never to be uprooted again. And I'll give and from the land I have given them. And it's just this note of hope that has been missing throughout all of Amos that just makes everything else that we've, we've gone over in all of Amos worth reading, worth going through that, you know, even, and, and if you read the uh, the Psalms, you can right. see the same thing. Whereas Amos is kind of talking about, you know, the sinfulness of, of a nation, the sinfulness of other people. The Psalms talk about, you know, the sinfulness of the psalmist or, you know, how the psalmist feels like they they don't deserve this, how they don't feel like they're, they're, they're right with God sort of thing. And at the end, it always, you know, takes this upturn where it's like, I'm remembering that God is good, that God is sovereign, that God is, is almighty and that in him, I will find salvation. Like through him, I will be saved. It's always this, this, this sweet note at the end. And that's, 
that was the great part of Amos is that after all this, like just talking about how these people are treating each other terribly and acting just like the countries around them, we have this, but there's hope moment. And that makes, that makes this all worth it. Amen to that. And uh, forgive me for being a little amateur and uh, well, Rusty, <laughs> uh, we've been at this for a little while now. Yeah, we're still, um, as you nerds would say, as you fellow geeks and nerds would say, we still be a bit noob <laughs> or, or noobish. It's been a while since we've had a video game reference, but yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, forgive me for stumbling on a little bit of that, though the 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 seriousness of this guy, and just as he's ju- just as Justin said, ooh, this just it. Amos was a very serious guy, uh-huh. and uh, we got to respect that because it's honestly that's what what is at the center of all of this, you know, good and bad that we're receiving from this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time he gets to the closer, he's telling you, oh, and uh, you know, by the way, after I told y'all that y'all are pretty much doomed, everything's going to be okay. They'll rebuild the ruined cities and everything, you know, the vineyards and the gardens and the fruit. And Israel's going to be, you know, it's, it's planted in their land, you know, the holy land of, you know, of what we are, what we see in this physical place that God has given us. And nothing's ever going to be uprooted or to be turned upside down ever again because guys we're sick of it you know mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to remember amos is a uh, you know he's a grumpy old dude for seeing this for years yeah yeah he definitely is and and this just as we we study about this the revelation in the end times and, and spiritual stuff we see this pattern emerge we see that yeah it's terrible right now people are doing terrible things and, and it can be really rough. It can be nasty, downright nasty. But yeah. even as bad as it gets, and we know from studying Revelation, it's supposed to get even worse than the way things are going on right now in the real world today. Even, Unfathomable. <laughs> unfathomably worse. Even though things get bad, even though things happen to you that are terrible, even though, you know, there's evil still in this world. At the end of the day, God is good. And at some point he will return and wipe away that imperfection. He will bring everyone that has given their lives over to him into his kingdom. He will recreate the earth in the heavens as one and create this new land. That's free of misery. That's free of, destruction that's free of evil and everyone will be made perfectly into their perfect bodies with perfect wills and we will get this promised land this this eternity this heavenly existence where everything you are fulfilled you have everything you need in christ you will have everything you could ever dreamed of at at your fingertips like this is the recreation we're waiting on. And that's just something that this whole podcast has always been about is, is reminding people to hang on to that ticket, that future idea that 
we will, as followers in Christ, one day pretty much get creative mode. We'll be able to do whatever we want, whenever we want. We'll have perfect wills. We won't want to do evil things and in 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 do these terrible things to each other. You know, we'll only think the best of each other. We'll only see the best of what God sees in everyone. There won't be, you know, death, destruction sort of things going on. People won't be trying to cheat other people. Like that day's coming. I don't know when, uh, hopefully, uh, you know, we've talked a little bit, you know, some people think it's going to be sooner. I personally think it probably will, be beyond our lifetime. Take, yeah, beyond our lifetimes, at least. So yeah, I'm on the same. I mean, that's, I'm on the same boat with that. It's kind of depressing to think like this is going to continue going on, like, and it's only going to get worse. And I mean, we studied that in the beginning of Revelation, where it's just if you compare how if you take those talks of what the world is like right before the end times, literally we've got a long ways to go. <laughs> and that's, that's horrifying to say, to think like you're telling me right now, this is not as bad as it gets. Yes. I, I think it gets much worse than this. Uh, we're talking about one world government that treats everyone like slaves that, you know, that sort of levels of horror. Yeah. That's not happened yet. <laughs> Thank God that, we are yeah. blessed with the lives we have, and especially yeah. in the country for, I would imagine, 99.98% of our listeners are hearing this from. Yeah. And, uh, you know, awkwardly gets raptured, whatever goes on, we're there as people to live by God, breathe his air, and let out a big sigh of relief sometimes and just be like, it's okay. Where we were blessed. There's something to hold on to. That is the biggest, most important thing. And I don't just mean that on a level of like, well, as an American, you should be mm -hmm. proud of your country. Mm -hmm. I mean that more like, you know, it there's so much worse in this world that even our generation, me and him, me and Justin, we're we're pretty tough dudes, but there's lives out there going on right now that are hundreds of thousands of times more agonizing than anyone can even imagine mm -hmm. and that's a sad reality but you know if when you are blessed rep it you know mm -hmm. represent it show it and it'll you know it, it all comes back to you in the end it really mm -hmm. does i love that he reiterates on that point as often as we can is that we win in the end mm -hmm. um so I think that's a good collaborative takeaway for the day. Was there anything else you'd like to say to say, say, now my speech impediment is kicking in. I was born with a speech impediment. True story. Uh, now my brain is starting to fall asleep. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to say, bro? Uh, before our end cap. I, I think, I think that I covered most of what I wanted to say. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I just wanted to remind people that, uh, you know, it's it's this hope in this new world is part of the reason why we need to talk to those closest to us about our belief, that we need to talk to those around us about this hope we have and, and why we can smile even through the darkest times. In that in that way be a light to those around you. I'm not saying you need to go talk to random people on the street and say 
Do you know your Lord and Savior? No, I'm talking about just the people around you, the people you have relationships with say, you know, I can grin and bear it through these hard times, through these difficulties, because I have a all powerful God who is for me, who wants what's best for me. And now I don't always want what's best for me, but he does. And it's good to know that he's got my back. And that at the end of time, I know where I'm going. And that's that kind of confidence, that kind of trust, that kind of, you know, being able to, to smile in the darkest times. That's, that's what shines brightest to people who don't believe and, and don't have this, this, you know, confidence in where they're going. And when they see that, they're going to be curious. And when they're curious, they're going to ask questions and you got to be able to tell them, you know, this is where my, my light comes from basically. So anyone who needed to hear that, I just felt like it needed to be said. Okay. So breathe, you know, father (laughs) four here. Um, you know, I love it. So I feel like this has been a successful episode. Uh, leaves desk. Oh yeah. We're still recording. Um, (laughs) no, this has been great. I'm glad that we've gone over a lot of important things and, uh, you know, he's going to go over in the end cap, um, the end cap, meaning like our disclosure for the end of the show, as we do every show, Mm -hmm. uh, y'all are more than welcome to reach out to us on our, uh, he's all in charge of the social media and email stuff. But I'm more than happy to collaborate with you anytime. You just text me, bro. Uh, <laughs> yeah. When we do have questions and stuff, and we've had input and feedback, and of course, he reaches out to me too. I know mm-hmm. I'm all that important. Uh, <laughs> no, but as a team, uh, we, we love hearing from you guys. So, absolutely. And as the host of this podcast, thank you for returning, Chris. I was a little worried I was going to have to do this all by myself. <laughs> for all of eternity, and then, you know, when I show up in the afterlife, like, oh, it's okay, now we can do the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I was a little worried that might have happened, but I'm glad. I'm so grateful that you're back, and I'm sure the listeners are too. So, right from on, them right to on. you, thank you for coming back. Oh, that's so heartfelt and sweet. All right. I won't take up too much more of your time, guys. God bless. Have a great day. He's going to go over every uh, little bit of information about us uh, as part of the end part of our show. And uh, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Revelation On Demand podcast. Please like, share, and subscribe wherever you catch your podcast from. Please, if you like what we're doing, share this with a friend, family member, or someone from your church. This is a completely private venture, and we receive no funding from any sources. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, please feel free to contact us at revelationondemand at gmail.com. God bless, and see you next time. <laughs>